The year is 2057. Uh, I am on the only website that there is now. OnlyFans 2. I do everything on there. I do my grocery shopping on there. I do my OnlyFans purchases on there. I sell my OnlyFans on there. I talk to my parents on there. My parents, of course, have now been incorporated into the blockchain and exist as AIs floating in free space. I live deep underground in a place called Xinjiang. Thankfully, I've purchased the entire province of Xinjiang from the Chinese government due to the bad press that it got in the early 21st century. My lair is a large underground cavern. I'm serviced by blind and deaf catamites, also, of course, mute, but I made sure of that by sewing their mouths shut. They empty my fluids twice a day. They blow my nose. They put on my favorite podcast, which I grow very close to. In fact, the hosts of those podcasts are my friends and tell me what to think. I exist entirely in the ether. I log on to World of Warcraft via the OnlyFans portal to see a strange thing coming out of the past. A podcast I did low those 30 years ago. It's called... I, we haven't come up with it. And it's called... And it's coming to me from the past. I blink my eyes and look at what could have been. Kind of weak ending there, but wait, where am I? Liz is dead. Liz, welcome to the Cyber Zone. <laughs> oh God, it's going to be that. It's going to be a whole hour of this, isn't it, dude? I have had one of the worst weeks of my life doing this. I know, I know. You've been very deep in code. Yeah, miles underground in the mines. Mm-hmm. Have you, you seen, and I've been in the Animatrix. Yeah. Damn. What happened to that? I mean, what happens to anything? They put it out and then people watched it. What, what, what's supposed <laughs> oh, to happen just... with it? It's probably in the blockchain. I thought it was now. a thing. I, I don't really know what it Is was. Is it just a movie? I think it's an animated movie. Oh. They yeah. should make something called, like, the Animatrix. It's nice how it They flows. did make something. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, a real thing, not a movie. What what are what the fuck are you talking about? What explain Hello, me what everyone. a real thing means? No, no, don't do that. What do you mean by a real thing? You want them to make the Animatrix real? I don't know. I just like the name. I think okay. it's comfort. Um, hello, I am Neo Brace. I'm Liz. Hello, everyone. We are joined by our producer, Young Chomsky. This is the podcast. True Anon, hello. Hello. I want to be clear, a little preface before we get too into this. I think a lot of people come to us being like, you're a podcast, you're my friends, please tell me what Mm. to think. I can't do that for you today. I don't, yeah, no, I don't want to tell you what to think, Brace. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's okay if you tell me what to think, (laughs) because... But like, in in the subject we're talking about, which if you haven't been able to guess, is the animated film, The Animatrix. Um, (laughs) I'm just kidding. We're talking about the blockchain, NFTs, all that kind of bullshit. Uh, Mm. Liz and I are very much two laymen. 
Yes. I'm a lay woman, mm-hmm. in fact. That doesn't sound right. No. Lay lady. Lay lady lay. Um, and, uh, you know, we're not, you know, techno philosopher fucking theory cucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. And we're not programmers, um, you know. Uh, we exist. I, I am Nick Land, though. We should be clear. <laughs> the thing with that guy is, like, people who think that's really insightful, it's like, you, like, if you take that much amphetamine, you can just also do that. <laughs> like it's it, it, yeah uh, anyways um yeah we'll get into that yes but uh but the thing is like we're not coming here to be like this is what's happened with the blockchain this is what you should be like afraid of or is it all fake or like what what should i think this is simply i, I made a mistake and and liz and i need to talk about it okay brace let's what did you do sweetheart i made an nft mm. non-female token <laughs> non-fungible token yeah um i want to like we enjoy doing pull back the curtains here when did you first alert us in the the group chat that we have that you are interested in making an nft <laughs> uh, uh let me let me look this up uh, using the uh let me see nft searching it appears that the first time i did it was Jesus Christ? I've said the word NFT a lot on uh, three six twenty one. Um, so like so, a week ago? No, that was ten days ago. It's ten the days ago. Right now, yeah. Uh, apparently, I have said the word quite a few times since then. <laughs> Dear listeners, uh, this broke Brace's brain. It took him a really long time to figure out, and I would say days. It took you days to figure out. It took me a week know. to figure it I, out. To actually okay, figure out how to thing. do it. I don't know if that's unique to you or unique to the technology. Well, a little bit of background with technology. My parents only let me use the computer 30 minutes a day. I wanted to play the computer game EverQuest growing up. Uh, unfortunately, my internet was, you know, the internet at the time, and it took about 25 minutes to actually get to the point where you could get into the little elf cave. And uh, then I had to stop using the computer. So that is what, I mean, thankfully, I think saved me from being what I would like to term a zero pussy individual, but also it made it so that I can't do things like get a good job or know what an NFT is. Mm. Okay. So what is an NFT though? Because you did figure it out. Well, an NFT, I think before we really get into like what I did, we got to figure out like I did what an NFT is and a non-fungible token. And what is non-fungible? It means not fungible. Yeah. Okay. So a fungible is a thing where it's like a sponge, where if you squeeze it, it's really soft and it feels good. A non-fungible thing is like a rock where you squeeze it and it kind of hurts your hand. Um, No, no, that's not what it is. Non-fungible, and we have, Liz and I, and Young Chomsky actually had a long, very R-worded argument about uh, what fungible really means in a lot of these instances and how yeah, kind of Yeah, we malleable. like got into, uh, yeah, you were like emerging from your freshman dorm with like piles of weed smoke being like, but is it really fungible? Well, I will I will ask for listener comments on that and nothing else. By the way, <laughs> by the way if you are a listener and I don't want to hear anything you have to say about any of this, I'm sorry. I just, I'm done talking about it after this. At forever and i will never yeah, I respond to your true. messages or your comments or anything like that i'm done with the blockchain i've removed myself and i've entered what i would like to call the pool of water which i'll get into later <laughs> the swimming pool. okay so non-fungible means not fungible what is fungible fungible means that something it can be uh that like two identical 
there's two identical uh, items, Twins. and they can be traded. They can be traded for one another without losing value, or they can be like broken down into parts while retaining the total value. So, right? like the so Bella like, Hadid sisters, I want to use one for an ad campaign and another <laughs> for an ad campaign. They are non fungible. No, I mean a lot of people use the the um, use a dollar. Yeah. Or a, let's say a hundred dollars or whatever as um, an example. So you have a hundred dollars, you can trade it. I have a hundred dollar bill. You have a hundred dollar bill. We can swap. We both still have a hundred dollars. It's not a big deal. You can break it down into you know a bunch of smaller bills, and it will still equal a hundred dollars. Yeah, etc. Fungible. So great word. Non fungible means it can't do that. It is a unique thing. Yeah. Where where I kind of came into issue is like, what if someone makes a multi-edition NFT? Like, aren't those NFTs well, exchangeable? But that's, again, a little too freshman dorm. I don't I don't know if that qualifies as NFT, but colloquially it is. Um, maybe it's a semi. It's a semi. Exactly. It's a, it's a semi, Liz, which is something I've had to say in that tone of voice to, well, not Liz before, <laughs> but a lot of people. Um, they're digital assets, essentially. So... Think of it like something you like a JPEG with a specific line of code attached saying that you own it or denoting ownership. Um, to be clear, though, I do want to say that the token part is the code, not the JPEG. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Right. So I think I'm sure a lot of people have seen like all the like art stuff or and we'll get into all of this. Um, but I just want to be clear that the token part, the 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 kind of novelty here is the line of code. Um, that identifies them as unique and not so much the like visual representation that you see maybe like viral stuff of. Yeah, exactly. So like, right. I think, I think the part that I took me a long time to understand, not because it's such a complicated notion, but because it's so uncomplicated and stupid is that like, say I make an NFT of a JPEG. In fact, that is precisely what I did. Um, anybody can download that JPEG. But if someone buys the NFT of it, they own the NFT of that JPEG, but they don't really own the JPEG because it's just like a JPEG. And so that is what confused me. Yeah. So I think that confuses a lot of people. Well, Liz, let's get to that more in a second. And let's, let's get to my Jezebel-style personal uh, essay here. So on Saturday, March 12th, uh, which was, I guess, four days ago at this point. And by the way, the last time I have spoken to another human being I knew the name of was, I believe, last Thursday. So just to be clear, I have not done anything but this. Not necessarily making the NFT, although that took me a considerable amount of hours. Um, but looking at this kind of bullshit. I was having a supremely bad day already. So I go to Yahoo News. Uh, I'm not joking around. I do. I, got, I look up how to make an NFT. Now Yahoo News comes up. They lay out the steps, and I figure, okay, well, it's Yahoo News. I'll check out another site. The other website I looked at had an article reprinted from Yahoo News that I had just read laying out how to make an NFT. Death of journalism. Exactly. So, all right, there's a few steps you got to do. Uh, the first of which I learned was that I had to open up in a, 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 a coin account, um, a wallet, a wallet, which is like fucked up because in my wallet, when I put coins in, it like makes it pointy when I sit down. So I actually don't keep coins in my wallet. Mm. I just keep them in my regular pockets. So I opened up, I opened up a wallet or in fact, I opened up a Coinbase account, uh, and I bought like $150 worth of Ethereum, because that's about how much I figured it was going to cost. Okay, wait. 
How much in Ethereum is that? Like, what's the like, exchange? Right it, I, one Ethereum is almost $2,000. Yeah, $1,800 today. Yes. Well, we'll get to that more, too, because that's exactly how much I have forced to sell the NFT I made for. The oh, minimum stupid. was one Ethereum. Jesus Christ, Bitcoin is $56,000. I think that's down, though. Wasn't it sixty? Yeah, it is down. Um, I also bought a little bit of Bitcoin, although not very much at all. Dude, I had the opportunity to buy Bitcoin at 7 bucks, and I didn't. Technically, Liz, everybody had that opportunity, and the whole world passed it up. So if that makes you feel any better. It doesn't. I did, but I purchased something that got me in a lot of trouble. Um, and, uh, that person's very rich now, but unfortunately I am, you know, I can't go to school, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so I opened up a Coinbase account and then I opened up a coin wallet account. The problem is here, Liz, that I ran into is that I connected my bank account instead of my debit card to the Coinbase account. And so I actually didn't have the coin that I bought yet. It would take like four days to come in. Wait, oh. <laughs> yeah. So okay. I, I yeah, guess I funny. bought the coin on margin. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how to. Uh, yeah. So at this point, I'm forced to reach out to people that I know will have some of this. You know, this this Ethereum kind of bullshit. And so this guy Ed, uh, you know, sends me over a couple hundred dollars with a, uh, of Ethereum, uh, and the second wallet that I've opened up. And so within the span of three hours, because it did take me quite a long time to do this, partially due to my ID being expired, and uh, you know, them not taking oh necessarily. God. It's a Merchant Mariner thing. is a It's a government issued document that says I'm five eleven, and that's why I try to use it on everything because my passport says I'm five ten. Because they don't allow for nuance there, which is maybe a guy's five ten and a half, which you can round up legally uh, in the court of sexual law. Um, so I uh, I finally I, now at this point I have two wallets and one Coinbase, and uh, now I have four hundred dollars worth of Ethereum, which is <laughs> okay more than I ever asked for. Uh-huh. Uh so okay. I I go to this website called Rarible. Yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. Uh Rarible That's the big wait, it's like a marketplace for these things, right? Yeah, and so yeah, that's the thing is there's a lot of these like Ethereum based uh NFT marketplaces. Wait, okay. Can we pause for a second? Yeah. What? Okay, so Ethereum, because we mentioned Ethereum and Bitcoin. Can you talk to me about the difference between the two of these? Yes. So Ethereum is on, Bitcoin is like the original. It was created yeah. by a guy named Satoshi, um, who is, I, I mean, it's like- It's the guy that no one knows, no, right? He, well, He's he like made a video game called Metal Gear Solid and like this whole line of those no, out no, there. No, but no. beyond that, yeah, no. nobody knows like his home address or anything, although I could, I'm sure I could get it. And I, I you know- I do find that like the weird worship of this Satoshi guy, because there are like Satoshi cultists basically out there, according to the several Bitcoin mm. documentaries I've watched, um, who take his word as law and basically like, this original Bitcoin white paper, they are like purists towards it. And it's this sort of like lost God, like, like prophet in the wilderness sort of thing that they follow. And it, it really does represent, or, excuse me, resemble like a, a religious mania that these people have towards mm. Bitcoin. Um. And then there's Ethereum, which is a different blockchain. So when people say the blockchain, there isn't just a the blockchain, right? Okay. Like it's, There's networks. Exactly. There's different blockchains. There's like the Bitcoin blockchain. There's the Ethereum blockchain. There's like, you know, there's basically an infinite, I mean, not actually, but, you know, there's a, a wide variety of different blockchains out there. So there's no one singular blockchain. But one of the most popular ones is the Ethereum blockchain. Can you explain like what 
I mean, I feel like we kind of have to explain what a blockchain is. <sighs> Imagine if the Tower of Babel was filled with child porn. That's not what blockchain is. No, no. So a blockchain... Also, don't imagine that. Yeah, don't imagine. Actually, don't. Yeah, don't imagine that. <laughs> okay. So my notes, by the way, are very um, editorialized. So I'm going to try to do this as, as simply as I can. Blockchains are basically decentralized ledgers. Which are, yes. as a Jew, two of the words I hate most in by themselves, and then combined, I really get a bad idea. Um, essentially, what they are is instead of like a centralized computer network, it's a decentralized one. So there's different computers all over the world competing to solve a really hard and useless math equation to build a new block on the blockchain. Everything is uh, that has ever been put on that blockchain is stored forever on that blockchain. It is immutable. You cannot fuck with it, and it's there forever. Um, yeah. It, it is uh, an affront to God. Um, <laughs> well, it's basically like a way of removing – I mean, the idea is that if you have all of these um, kind of computers uh, – immediately programmed to record this like yeah you know it's like a re record of ownership basically right i mean it's a it's a just a record yeah but it's, it's done um uh, it's done without any kind of human intervention and so mm -hmm. the idea is that it can totally you know no one can no one can touch it no one can change it no one has ownership over it it's completely decentralized um, there can be no fussing with it, and so we can totally trust it via our complete and total lack of trust in one another. Yeah, and 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 the way I mean, I guess we can talk more about proof of stake and proof of work later, um, especially mm. because I need to drink more of this Arizona green tea in order to get enough sugar to be able to give a shit about that. But yeah, uh, there's a couple. I mean, I'm sure that there's more that I haven't even heard of. But there's the two main kinds of blockchain are proof of work and proof of stake blockchains. Basically, proof of work blockchains are where there's a bunch of computers whirring away in these underground caves, like little goblins in the night, uh, doing intent like increasingly intense. Uh, mathematical equations that are totally useless in order to add more mm. blocks. They're basically competing who can do this equation the fastest. And they're like equations that people can't do. They're no, so I mean, I complex that only... <laughs> yeah, but they're so complex that only computer brain can do it. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, and and so the thing with blockchains is that is is there is a... I'm sh as I'm sure many of you have noticed, you know, and by the way, if you are like a computer guy and you're listening to this and I've talked, I've had so many conversations with computer guys over the past few days, like very long conversations with a very large amount of computer guys on the telephone because I can't even fucking keep up with the texting on this kind of stuff. Um, and, and opinions differ wildly. And so I'm sure I'll get some of this slightly wrong because I don't even know how a laptop works. Someone had, I had to go to someone's house so they could reinstall Windows for me the other week. And then I, that made trying to make your computer run better. Um, so you're essentially incentivized to do these computations to prove that, to, why did I say it like that? To prove, to prove <laughs> that transactions are legitimate. I mean, transactions like everything from actual monetary transactions to like any sort of like things that are added onto that are legitimate. Um, and, you know, in the case of coins, it, that's also how you mine coins is by adding blocks to the blockchain. Mm. 
Uh, okay. I'm sure many of you have seen the sort of slave mines that people have under places like Iceland or, or in China, where there are a, a million robot slaves linked together with their cyber chains, worrying um, and and just creating more blocks in these in these mines. Uh, so that you know that there are people who like put a lot of computational power towards it. I mean, that's that's one of the big thing about NFTs, and so. All of this shit is happening in order for me to make an NFT. Like it to, at this point, in me buying this Ethereum, I have already like interacted with the blockchain. Okay, 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 okay. So we explain the difference between the two Ethereum network, which yeah. has its own issues. I don't know, but from my understanding, is it's kind of junky. Yeah, compared to other blockchain networks. I should um, add, Ethereum uses something called smart contracts that Bitcoin does not use. Um, yeah, that's what differentiates it, right? And this is what, yeah. okay, so people I've talked to about this are real into the potential that smart contract, I mean, that's the whole Ethereum gamble, it seems like, is that smart contracts and the potential that they hold is what really uh, elevates Ethereum from other kind of crypto networks and possibilities. So when I first learned products. about smart contracts, I watched a YouTube video of a small, bald, sexless man explaining it for 11 minutes. The first example he used was that he could pay I his rent. asked someone. Well, I know, but this was, I was, this was at like four in the morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, uh, so I, I, uh, yeah. And, uh, he, the, 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 the example he used first was, was paying rent, right? Like an example mm. how this could be used in the real world. With a smart contract, it could be like every month a certain amount of money is deducted from his account and put into his uh, his landlord's account. There is no like overpaying or anything like that. It's an automatic process, which, by the way, does not seem like that it fucking something you need the blockchain for. Um, he said one of the downsides could be would be that if he forgot to pay his rent or, or not that if he forgot to pay his rent, if he didn't have money that month or something happened, there was an emergency, uh, his apartment door could lock on its own. And he was like, yeah, it's a bit of a downside. And so it's not really a smart contract because it allows for absolutely no room for nuance. Yeah, that's the thing. So it's really just, um, I mean, it's a contract in the sense that like uh, a contract is an agreement. And this is a an agreement that if something happens, then this will execute. And if this yeah. doesn't happen, then this won't execute, right? And so it's really like a simple programming code or a pro like a simple program right and if then script i guess you could say yeah although people are gonna be like that's not really what it is but yeah you guys know what i'm talking about so the idea is if i pay my rent then i continue to have access to the door opening this is an incredible <laughs> development that the blockchain has brought us <laughs> I know, right? But the, and you know, if and so that's the that's the smart contract executing, right? The 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 door unlocks if I pay my rent on the first, and it stays unlocked for thirty days. So, um, the idea, and we can get into. I, I think that like, you know, this is all like libertarian fantasy shit. So mm -hmm. you know, whatever. But the idea is again. You know, we said at the beginning that all of this stuff is premised on the idea of trust. And more importantly, there's this idea that lack of trust, that we don't trust. So this is a whole system that doesn't require trust because everything has been built into these contracts and that these things execute when things happen. And you don't have to rely on kind of the nuances, like you say, 
or, um, you know, in their minds, the kind of meddling or fumbling that can happen with human error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and the, the Ethereum and really a lot of blockchain enthusiasts sort of resemble Roman cultists in like little caves with the robes on because mm. they, they, their chant is code is law, right? Like it, they elevate it to this like uh, it's almost like a, a machine kind of state, right? Because who guarantees a contract in the real world? Usually a state, court of law. Right. And this takes that out of the picture and you sort of like put the state it's like a, it's like a, it's a right. machine state. Well, this is the whole contradiction of libertarianism, right? It's mm -hmm. because they think what they want is a kind of like everything is is agreed upon through contracts that are mediated through like insurance bodies or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they don't, you know, and libertarianism being a kind of like extreme radical version of liberalism or liberalism taken to its um, logical conclusion, as yeah. I like to put it. But like that the idea being, I mean, this is what libertarians always get tripped up on is because they want complete and total individual um, autonomy and with the guarantee of private property, but without a state to guarantee the private property. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. so the idea of the idea of the smart contract is that it, it kind of is able to um, guarantee those contracts, right? Without any kind of actual centralized body. And this is part of the sort of utopian vision of the blockchain mm. world. And, it, and I think in a lot of like ways. DeFi, right? Yeah. Decentralized, yeah, decentralized finance, finance. Which just makes me think of. Diane Feinstein, by the way. Yes. I can't read that and not think of Diane Feinstein. Um, in, 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 in a lot of ways, like, yeah, as like I was saying, it's, 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 it's utopian. And I think it mirrors also, like, the Web 1.0, like, freak hacker kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Turning absolutely. into, like, these, uh, these, these libertarian, like, you know, psychos, uh, mm. like, 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 you know, infest and a lot the, of the tech NF world now. Yeah, and a lot of the NFT stuff itself reminds me of, Web 1.0. Yeah. yeah. Which we should, we should, let's get back to the NFTs. Yes. So NFT, I've opened up these two different wallets. I have the Coinbase thing and now I'm on Rarible. I can't figure out how to do it on Rarible. Rarible. I fuck up and link the wrong wallet. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh my God. You got to label your wallets, Brace. Well, how am I supposed, baby? I fucking, it tells me, you know, you take out the fucking phone. It's like scan the QR code, which by the way, I've never done before this COVID bullshit. Now I go to go to a fucking restaurant. They don't even give me a goddamn fucking menu. I got to scan a QR code. No. Just fucking give me a plastic menu. I hate QR codes. Exactly. So stupid. Plus my phone is so overloaded with viruses. I downloaded on purpose that like it's it. Yeah. Anyways. So. I gotta go. Your to phone doesn't have viruses. You have an iPhone. I, that's the iPhone. That's the one I talk to you on. It's not the one I talk to my Chinese handlers on. Uh, the, so I uh, I go to a different website called OpenSea.io. Uh, mm. The process on there confuses me. At first, I make a collection, which I assume is an NFT, and uh, I, I am wrong. No, that's just your collection of NFTs, right? I, correct. Yes, and uh, and okay. then after that, I'm like, okay, I figured out I can make an NFT. Uh, I have to call several people to help me with this process because I'm afraid I'm doing something, and also I can't figure it out on my own. I uh, I realize at this point I don't have an image for the NFT. <laughs> but you can just make any. <laughs> well, I did. I took the oh first episode of our podcast image. Uh, in fact, I just Googled Truanon image uh, and then clicked image. 
and uh, one of the first ones was a was a was a picture, uh, which I didn't realize until I mean I just didn't really look at it. God, this is a real Wizard of Oz moment, Bruce. yeah. Well, well yeah, I'm the I've found courage to make an NFT. I thank you. I think it's I think it's admirable. Uh, and I I I have our artist in residence, uh, Mona Lisa, write "da gay pussy ita." On a uh, on the picture, and then I have her sign it as Mona Lisa. Um, I think for a second I'm like, hmm, should I put this up? And then I'm like, I don't want to uh, spend any more time on this. It's like 9 p.m. And so uh, I I put it up. I have to make around three transactions using something called gas. I am not going to explain to you what gas is, but as far as <laughs> okay, what I wait, hold on a second. Yeah. What? So gas is. I'm going to explain it wrong. If you really are listening to this podcast and you want to know what gas is, Google what is gas Ethereum. I'm going to tell okay, you what wait. I think gas is. It's like yeah, Ethereum wait, to pennies. Be clear, okay, yeah. To be clear, we're talking about how – this is something that I think the Ethereum guy who's like that crazy skinny Russian kid. Vitaly. He needs to eat some, go to Italy and yeah. eat some because he's a little too skinny. Mm -hmm. That guy um, needed to spend a couple more months on breastfeeding. Yeah, scary skinny, my friend. Mm -hmm. um, for some reason, I don't know why they did this, but it's so confusing. Gas is, we're, we don't mean gas as in like gasoline mm -hmm. or energy. Yeah. It's, it is energy, but it's not related to that at all whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Why did they go with this term? They it's also went confusing. with the term nonce, too. The word well, nonce Well, they went is, with that, yeah, yeah, but they were doing recruiting yeah, and marketing. Yeah, of course, yeah, you got to expand sense. the blockchain. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, I am, at this point, appalled that it has now cost me $150 to make an NFT, at, which, by the way, I did not know before. I knew it would cost some money. I didn't think it would cost $150, but it's too late now because, you know, there's no reef. That's a good thing. I will say as a, uh, as a, uh, uh, you know, as the kind of guy that I am, I'm not going to go any further than that. No refunds on the blockchain. Unless no, everybody yeah, agrees to not. it. And, uh, oh, great. yeah, uh, I couldn't get a uh, open seas to uh, answer my emails. So, uh, at this point, I'm like, I have like a weird out of body experience where like I imagine like little rows of worrying computers, like fucking microchips glowing very red, angrily I, eyes staring at me in these caverns as I force these robot slaves to make an image that says De Gay Puseita into an NFT. And so what I basically created is a JPEG that took me around 10 seconds to make because I had to figure out how to use the little righty tool. Um, and uh, I attached a line of code to it that now costs um, two thousand dollars. What? So you know, like a thousand dollars? Yeah. Uh, imagine twice that amount of money. Wait, and... but why does it cost so much? <laughs> so I realized maybe later I could have set it for less by doing like point oh five, but I don't think I actually can do that. It told me that the reserve bid, which I had to look up what that means because I've never. I don't think I've ever oh bid God. on anything or sold anything on like eBay or anything. So, I uh, that that means that uh, that's the minimum amount I can sell it for, and that is two thousand. It's one Ethereum, and, and that is the equivalent of basically two thousand dollars. So I think you probably could have set it lower. I don't think I can. I'll show you the thing. I took a screenshot of it, and it was like the oh, reserve okay. bid must be one ETH. 
I really hope no one buys that, Brace. Here's the thing. I, if you are listening to this podcast and you buy the, the NFT, Liz, you just injure yourself? You all right, baby? <laughs> Sorry. Um, what, what? Okay, we'll talk about this after. Um, and if you buy my NFT, baby, I don't know what to tell you. Don't buy it. <laughs> don't buy the NFT. Yeah. You don't want this thing. So, okay, uh, a lot of people have been talking about these because we did this because a lot of pe- this has been all in the news for mm. the last couple of weeks. People have been talking NFT crazy. Yeah. Right? There's some guy named Beeple, which is not even a name for a person. No, not at all. I I would say that's a name for like, that's like Wally or something. Yeah. Um, what, wh- why is this happening? I think because Americans... And really, like, the people who inhabit the kind of places where these things are sold are sick. They're sick in their souls. They've been infested with, like, a certain kind of demonic mania where they have to speculate. And and they've run out of things to speculate on. And so they had to go into, essentially, the fake art world. Like, the art world itself wasn't lame and corny and bad enough. Is that they had to make a new one on the internet where everything was worth nothing and and do it there. Uh, It's basically, like... I think of NFT art as like a proof of concept for NFTs. Like a bunch of really sick Mm -hmm. individuals got together and like, well, we'll explain NFTs or like we'll get NFTs into the mainstream by using this. And so all these artists and, you know, they are artists uh, like Grimes and like Beeple have been selling NFT artwork in the past couple months for millions of dollars. Mm. And that's no shit. Like Beeple sold... A $69 million NFT, a piece right. of digital art at fucking Christie's. Yeah. Yeah, this stuff is, yeah, it's been all over in the news almost to a point where, <laughs> I mean, you have to wonder how much of this, I mean, especially with the Grimes art, you know, too, is like how much of this is being bought in order to pump up attention and basically act as like a marketing tool for Ethereum itself yeah well because most nfts are technologies itself most nfts are sold using ethereum so yeah i mean i yeah but like you know if someone like the vinkelvi are like spending money like at that point it's less even about them collecting art which i think a lot of people are focusing on and more so about them investing in people paying attention to what's going on in ethereum and maybe saying okay maybe i think this is stupid but maybe there's stuff going on here maybe the underlying technology is something to pay a little bit more attention to well that's the thing i mean bitcoin and and ethereum and a lot of these other currencies are not they're not currencies they're essentially like speculative assets right so like mm. you bet that they're going to go up or that they're going to go down. And and I, yeah. I mean, the Winklevi, I think they own a fucking NFT marketplace. And so yeah, a great way to get yeah. people to buy Ethereum, I mean, Christ, n- at no point in my life have I ever thought I'm going to buy Ethereum. I mean, that's a perverted kind of thing to think. And uh, and I did because of the NFT thing. And so it... it, it uh, that that makes a lot of sense to me. There's also been the case where I think a lot of people are buying their own art and then reselling it too. Mm. 
Which makes sense, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that this is like kind of a common refrain where a lot of people say, like, cryptocurrencies, oh, it's useless, oh, it's just an asset, oh, like, this is just for speculators, or oh, it's just for criminals. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. But like, there is nothing more American than like being like what does like america love other than like speculation and criminal activity like this Absolutely. shit isn't going away no no you know what i mean not like at all. i think people kind of uh maybe mistake those two things like crypto's not like this stuff and crypto isn't going anywhere at all i guess like the nft i think that too many people are kind of like getting lost in the ridiculousness which to be fair i think is completely fair by the Great way show. the ridiculousness of the nft art itself yeah and kind of confusing that for i don't know you know it's like everyone talks about like tulip mania they always yeah. like reference that which by the way like wasn't even that big of a thing yeah and nobody many, talks that about only the became, of the dutch well, it's funny because it the like tulip mania or whatever it was, you know, it wasn't that big of an asset bubble in like the grand scheme of things, and it only really became a meme in and of itself after the British. Like there was this big book that came out about mania and speculation mm -hmm. that's quite famous, and and that's like when it became a symbol for that, even yeah, though it wasn't yeah. itself one, which is kind of And there's also been like railroad it. stock mania. I mean, there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of speculative manias in world history. Um, and I mean, the GameStop thing, for instance, was, was a version of that. Um, yeah, I guess I'm saying like, I don't know if that's what's happening here. Like, I guess I'm reminded a little bit more of like early, of like when people were trying to figure out like early internet stuff. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a lot and of like, that too. Yeah, and people would be like, well, I mean, because you remember all that early Netscape art and all that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. Like, it was kind of goofy and it was kind of stupid. Dancing baby. But, like, people would buy domains or people would be like, oh, I'm getting this email address or I'm registering that. And it seems like it has a lot more of in common with that to me than it does of, like, uh, beanie babies maybe yeah i mean i think it's a combination it, it's i think you got to look at it in like a different couple different layers i think the current actual nft craze does resemble mm. beanie babies right because it is people you know buying and reselling these kind of things especially you talk about the crypto punks or crypto kitties um mm -hmm. but but i think the underlying thing is 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 you're correct like it's like a it's like a new it's a people sort of exploring this new web space and like kind of staking out their claim to it um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's gonna catch on. I mean, I think the blockchain and all that stuff will, but I don't know if like I don't feel very confident in like the future of NFT art as yeah. a thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I I hesitate to kind of make any predictions. I don't feel confident in any of it. I think that that's the thing. It's like you know, I said beginning of the episode is like I'm not like telling anybody what to think here. I know many people have divergent opinions. I know many people have um, you know probably more knowledge about this than 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 me or Liz. And uh but the thing is is like the blockchain itself could kind of just be a, a whole lot of nothing, right? Like the actual uses for the blockchain in the real world, I think can are, have been greatly overstated by a lot of different people um who have a stake in this kind of stuff. I mean I was listening to a World Economic Forum podcast earlier today, like you know, like one does. And uh and they're like, oh it's gonna it's gonna bring usher in a new a new epoch of decentralized leisure mm. nonsense i mean that's just like a nonsense pair of words right and you get that a lot with this kind of stuff is you have these magicians sort of pumping it up and like 
I'm sure the blockchain works great for like, you know, global supply chain stuff. Although it does, it is funny that they're like inventing these new frontiers and it's this exciting thing. And you walk outside your fucking door here in California and there's just favelas growing on every street corner. Right. Well, I think that those are there's a relationship there. Absolutely. Like the the like I don't know. Someone recently put it as like the frothy speculative shit on top of the economy, which I think is like a good way to think of it. Is that like all whatever kind of frothy slushy free money is up at the top of the economy that is kind of used for all this speculative yeah. crap. That's kind of what is fueling um, a lot of the the funding of this kind of like. DeFi, yeah, um, exploration. I think like the NFT stuff. I mean, one thing I think the most generous reading I can give it is that again, less about the art and more about the underlying technology, which is that of a non fungible token. But like, I think that most people like they hear about this stuff and they say like, okay, but why would you buy something that everyone can see? Like yeah. I've already seen this. So who cares if you bought it? Like, oop, I've seen it too, you know, but yeah. like people are kind of thinking about this backwards because what the NFT does is remember what I said about the libertarian dream about contracts and yes. everything mediated. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah. The, the basics of, of enlightenment thought. Yes. And then the, but the other base of that is private property and yes. the concept of private property. So if smart contracts are that kind of uh, liberal contract theory, you know, two monads agreeing, whatever, then the NFT is a stake of private property mm -hmm. in these new blockchain networks. And in like what, you know, in my Adam Curtis voice would say, cyberspace. But I think like the idea is, is that the more people, so if you have an NFT and is you taking a claim to something, you are the owner of this token. Yeah. And the idea is that actually the more people see something, the more eyes and the more views on something, the more prevalent something is, then actually the more value it has. Right. So the idea is think of it as, um, intellectual property. And that's basically what people have discovered is that, uh, actually, capitalists make most of their money through patents and intellectual property uh, ownership and copyrights. So, like, think of owning the copyright to Happy Birthday and then think about how many times you see that or hear that song on television. Well, very rarely Never. because, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's so expensive. And so that's the I, that's the most generous reading of what people are doing with NFTs and what the logic is behind owning the copyright to an image that's so widely circulated, right? Well, I think where it gets confusing is like, is it a copyright? Well, okay, no. So that's a good question because, and I think this is what like trips people up is that actually what you would need then is someone who would acknowledge the copyright and then pay you for the copyright. Mm -hmm. Now, theoretically, I think that's where the smart contract would come in. And this is one thing that a lot of artists, particularly musical artists, have liked about NFTs is that what's built into it is sort of like, you know, I think it was like some shitty band, like, I can't fucking remember which. Kings of Leon. They, okay, yeah, they released an it album. It was Kings of Leon, yes. Okay, yeah, there we go. Um, but the idea then is that if the song is ever sampled or ever like used in any kind of like other thing, that there's a record of it and you know, through the kind of like smart, again, these the smart contract technology that then the artist gets paid, you know, a little bit 
of money every time that image or that song is reproduced in any form. So that's the kind of the idea. Now, in practice, is that what that looks like? Absolutely not. not, because you. I don't think just... artists have a good record with anything working out for them digitally. Just no, that. no, <laughs> no, they... no. And like you could also just steal. I mean, first of all, who would sample Kings of Leon's new record or old? I don't think I could name a single King of Leon song. So maybe, maybe they're very drum heavy. No idea. Um, no but idea. like you could just also just not pay them. You know that I well, yeah. I mean, I you know, I'm trying to be generous here, but I absolutely agree that like you know. And to be fair, I mean, that's how it exists in the real world. Yeah, yeah. And not just, you know, in the virtual world. Well, that's the thing is like, um, is this, is the whole like, the deal with blockchains is really like, if you're, if you're using a blockchain like Ethereum, like you were saying, it's like, it's your investment in getting as many people to be on that network as possible because that makes all of your little business schemes viable, right? Yeah. Like, if all this exists with, outside of the blockchain, then you're not really doing shit. Like, it's just, it's like an opt-in kind of thing. And like, they don't, I mean, they don't want that. If I can exist outside your contract law, then what the fucking, what's the point of the contract law? It's just, it's a buying kind of thing. And so I think like, like we will call this web 3.0, like I said, and I like, you know, I, I think maybe it eventually will be, it ain't there yet. Right. Because a- after this, like I took, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm out of the blockchain. I'm never going back in unless they make me. And if they make me, I'm bringing a gun. I will say that, like, I have a really hard time with this stuff because I can't visualize it. Yeah. And I'm, like, a very, very visual person. I don't know. I, like, don't like that this is, like, something. And I don't know. Maybe other people feel this way. But, like, I don't like that this feels like something that's underground. Yeah. I mean, quite literally, even just the idea of mining. You know what I mean? I've thought about that a very, lot. Yes. Yeah. And it's funny because we, you know, we've been talking about all this stuff for like the past week, like you were saying, and kind of like trying to get wrap our heads around it. And so like, I was, I went back and I was like rereading some of the kind of um, like cybernetic shit that Mm -hmm. like land and Fisher and all those guys were, were doing in the early two thousands. And then like kind of 2007, 2008, like that kind of bloggy, bloggy time. And I was like kind of rereading some of that shit. And, you know, some of it is like, it's all very high minded. Like I don't, really care for and i don't totally i don't understand to lose i don't understand this kind of shit you know what i mean the lose is a bitch <laughs> frankly i i have no use for him yeah i mean um although i do really like his book on nietzsche but that's aside um i i do think that land at this time he had i, I feel like i I'm going to get all this wrong so again if you're like a crazy cool cyberpunk dude out there who probably lives in Europe and not the United States. Stay uh, there. I apologize for getting this wrong. I don't. But I, if you're really into I Nick Land think... stuff, take the easy way out. <laughs> I think that he had this concept about cryptocurrency and kind of like the future of this of this stuff and web3 stuff that I that was helpful for me yeah. in visualizing it, which was this like kind of like this capital reconstituting itself in this ooze and kind of creating new frontiers for itself to yeah. colonize and and take over. And for me, that's what this stuff like really feels like. Like it feels like 
Um, that kind of like, like I, I, all I can see is like a cyberpunk, uh, oil slick. That's like, uh, has its own kind of scent, like that is like sentient and growing and metastasizing, Mm -hmm. uh, in the underbelly of the world. And we're not going to be aware of it until, until it's too late. You know, that's what all this stuff feels like to me, Um, that no one's really on the offensive when it comes to countering or or intervening in some of this stuff. Well, you know, I I talked I talked to quite a few people about that very thing, because, you know, we had this conversation, you and I did. And then, you know, I I asked people I know who who share similar political beliefs to me. Uh, who work with this kind of stuff, like what intervention could be made? And they're like, honestly, your best bet is to just hope that it kind of is just useless, which is like that not actually a, a terrible bet to make with, with some blockchain mm. stuff because, yeah. you know, there is a good deal that a lot of it, you know, there's a good bet that a lot of it's hype. Um, but when And the I- onboarding process, like you've documented, is like very complicated. Yeah. It's not easy. Yeah, the whole thing is, you know, and these fucking, you know, these 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 preachers I, I I listen, you know, you know, proselytize about this stuff. They talk about how it takes out the middleman and like, you know, it's this decentralized thing. Do you know how many fucking mm. middlemen I had to go to to just set up this <laughs> yeah. goddamn NFT? I mean, I do think that there are other networks that are easier than Ethereum. Yeah. But Ethereum itself is very not easy and clunky it's very clunky yes oh the whole thing was clunky for me but i'm a clunky guy so i mean here's the thing the whole time i was i was doing it i was like i could be doing anything else with my life i could be reading a book i could be i could be you know playing the guitar i could be i could be listening to record i could be doing anything but i'm here making this fucking nft and that 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 was a uh somewhat demonic moment for me but um like what you said about the oil slick that that's actually like my my one thing because like the the, the way I sh- the reason I sort of struggle in cyberspace is if like if I put a gun in your mouth and I pull the trigger I want to see the brain sort of splatter on the wall behind you right like I don't want to be not know what's going to happen I don't want to have any like I, I want to have some measure of control right and with a lot of this fucking cyberspace bullshit I feel like I have no control I feel like there's nothing I can do to attack it to beat it to win right. Like, it's totally out of my hands, like I'm in a battle with God, or really with the devil. Um, And so I started asking people, how could I destroy this? Right? Mm. And it turns out there are some ways, but there's not necessarily like an atom bomb kind of way, although that kind of does play into what I think. So... We didn't even really get to this, and this is, you know, you can read about this in a ton of different places, but obviously... A big part of the news that's that's been going around about NFTs is the immense uh, ecological damage that they apparently cause. And well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and they do. You know, I, I want to be clear: the regular internet does too. Like Google buys up, like literally makes hydroelectric dams under fucking like fake companies, and like sets up giant server farms over there too. So it's like the actual internet is doing the same kind of damage. Yeah, I would say that like there's a reason why. Uh, we only hear about the the damage that like a handful. By the way, like I mean, 
there are not that many people using this kind of shit, right? <laughs> like, a, like really in the grand scheme of everything else, a handful of people are doing quote unquote damage to the environment when like you have never, ever, once, ever, ever, ever seen the scope of YouTube's server farms and you have absolutely no idea what the cost of streaming video has done to the environment. <laughs> like there's a reason why we don't have that conversation. And that reason is because of the company that owns and runs the entire world. You know, something I found out about Facebook too, which I actually haven't seen reported anywhere, is that their ad, their like ad algorithm during peak times actually serves you worse ads because it can spy on you better because of the way that they, they allocate energy, which yeah. is the same huge amount of energy like dedicated to Facebook at all times. When less people are using it, they're actually able to spy on you better. Um, well, th- yeah, that, I mean, that got me thinking, right? Like, Okay, so the ecological cost is because, you know, there are a huge amount of these, well, not really even a huge amount, but there are these farms, right, or these mines, let's say these caverns, uh, you know, filled with robot slaves, you know, blinking away red and black in the night, fucking underneath the ground. And uh, a lot of these, I think about, the estimate is between 50 and 70%, which isn't, you know, that's not a great estimate, are actually in China, where they're rolling coal. Um, mm. and, and there's also, you know, hydroelectric dams and very cheap power. Uh, apparently only less than 5% of Bitcoin is actually mined in the U S because it's basically yeah. financially un- un- unfeasible here. Yeah. The U S is losing the fantastic cyber war. Although I'm sure that many, yeah, I don't buy that at yeah, all. Also, well, we can, I mean, I do think that the U S basically runs Bitcoin. So yeah, I mean, I, I best you know, way to pay arms deals. I, yeah, yeah, that would be a good way. Yes, uh, I, the, and the, you know, Asia, like most chips are made there, and you know, there's this whole chip thing. We could probably even do a fucking full episode about that. There's a lot going on mm. with the chip. There's gonna be a. That's th- a great little war that's happening. Actually, yeah, the I, semiconductors. Um, but there's technically just ten big mining pools in China, and so the way to take over one of these networks, or to be able to do stuff like double spend a Bitcoin, or to fuck with other people's wallets, is to do something called a fifty-one percent attack. Something I think that mm-hmm. has, in a very unromantic subject, a sort of romantic-sounding name, right? It's probably a little more successful than that ninety-nine percent attack that people tried about. Yes, that that didn't work out very well. But this one isn't. Adbusters isn't going to be behind this. I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. behind this with the full back of the People's Liberation Army of China. Um, if you control 51% of the computational power used in one of these networks, you can do not everything, but you can do extraordinary stuff and you can fuck up that network and you can basically destroy whatever coin is backing it, right? Mm. There are well, yeah, that's the whole idea. If you have the major, if you're a majority owner, then exactly. you can do what you want with it. Precisely. So, which is why China's in this huge race to mine all this Bitcoin. I probably. mean, China. Yeah, it's like most. Again, most of it is being mined in China, and there was, you know, some big, you know, lots of like weepy op eds and Forbes and stuff talking about what China, what China is going to do. Blah blah. Forbes is always weeping about something. Yeah, they can they can they can weep because I'm thrusting so hard into their gullets. <laughs> that was really gross. What? That I'm was really, really sorry. That's called immuration. It's a it's a Roman sexual thing that they used to do to boy slaves. Gullet. Yeah, yeah. They would that was a enter that was a too much. gullet. You didn't need to go with harshly that. until vomit. Um, it's a male on male thing specifically. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: is that there's just these ten big mining pools in China, right? These these giant server slave farms. Ten tactical nuclear devices could destroy all of these. Meanwhile, I have my giant server farm, bam, goes online, 
takes over most the majority of the hash power, I can destroy essentially Bitcoin, right? Mm. Now, people say that's nearly impossible to do, but anything is possible. And that's the thing, like, that's the thing about this stuff is like, with a lot of cyber shit, I'm like, there is no way for me to fight back. You got to get some fucking guy in an anonymous mask with a hood who's going to end up mm. being like, a, you know, a Discord groomer of 16-year-old girls or whatever. But there is like literally no replacement in, in a contest, in a contest between a computer and an AK-47. The AK-47 wins 100% of the time. And so with all this kind of stuff and all these cybernetic researchers and all these Bitcoin gods and all that stuff, nobody, nobody, you yourself are not in the blockchain, right? Like you are not safe. You are not immutable. You are not forever. Well, they're going to try and make that happen. Exactly. So we have to destroy it before AI takes off because then their consciousness can enter the blockchain. And I will have to make myself into some kind of like cybernetic ghost festooning myself with like coins and uh, and a suit of chain mail made of solely of bitcoins and attack them on top of the tower that is reaching invisibly unto heaven. And I don't want to have to do that. I'd rather just uh, uh, blow something up. Here's my thing. Yeah. Do you think someone's planning this? I mean, I've thought like, you know, what, like, you know, in the future, like what, what terror will look like, right? And like, mm. I think that, you know, if this stuff takes off, if this becomes a real thing, you know, specifically if you're doing financial crimes, I mean, a lot of that will take place, again, on cyberspace. Um, but like... You know, some of it's going to have to take place in the real world, too. And there'll be competitors in the mining business, right? And competitors yeah. in the mining business use dynamite, or have traditionally in the past, on each other. And so, yeah, well, one kind of wonders what's going to happen with this stuff eventually. I am, I think about that, too, is that, like, what are the bases of a state? The bureaucracy and an army, right? Mm. And once one of these Bitcoin mines starts getting getting some troops together and attacking other Bitcoin mines. I mean, that, that becomes... Yeah, we got bot armies. Exactly. That becomes the, the true uh, bifurcated state where you're bifurcated between the online world and, your, and, and the real world. And so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a possibility. And, and, and I want to say, I, I also offer my services to whoever can get that together first. you put a fat man with laser eyes here in the notes it looks like okay so apparently i guess um wyoming the state of wyoming mm -hmm. is very close to granting company status to daos can you explain what a dao is really quick a dao is a decentralized autonomous organization so think of um like the Chaz or uh <laughs> you know barcelona in 1936 no, no. Oh, yeah. So it is. It is essentially like a. From what I understand, and again, no, I'm not going to repeat any fucking caveats. From what I understand, as a man, as a flesh and blood living human being, as a man who thinks and feels and sweats and pees, it's like a crowdfunded investment thing. Yeah, it's basically like. Um it's the dream of like an ownerless business. So yeah. it's taking all those smart contracts and imagine, like imagine it's just like a company that executes these smart contracts kind of, mm -hmm. right? Um, I guess it's better than executing teenagers. 
Anyway, so I guess Wyoming is close to granting them company status. Wyoming legislature continues to embrace the fast-changing digital asset landscape and think of ways we can help facilitate new innovation. And then I guess some libertarian lawyer killed it. He was literally quoted as saying that it would enable shit coins and like these bullshit kind of speculative companies to to pop up too quickly. And I looked him up on Twitter and his avatar has laser eyes. God. So that's him in that photo. What oh, is the laser sense. eye thing? It's some, st- it's, I mean, it's just some mean bullshit. Baby, we're adults. We don't need to think about that. I don't understand it. You don't need to. You don't need but to. I don't need to either. It doesn't even look. It doesn't really look like laser eyes. It, it, he kind of just put like a red like uh, corona effect on his eyes. He, he didn't do a very yeah. good. They're not actually shooting lasers. They're glowing like they're about to. Yeah, glowing laser eyes, whatever it Pointing is. Pointing the gun But yeah, the it's like Wyoming, Florida, and Texas are basically in the like race to be based, which is like, you know, like who can appeal and get as many of these crypto speculator investor assholes in their state this the quickest maybe the base mayor of miami i mean he said he was going to start paying city employees in bitcoin yeah that's basically that's illegal you can't do that yeah i hope that guy goes to prison um he's very he's extremely i mean that dude is you know mayor miami is all kind of just like a pr guy anyway it's like not a real mayor yeah yeah apparently he's actually really not a real mayor but we're we're getting a little little too off topic here well, actually, no, we're not because we're talking about the mayor of Miami and he fucking loves Bitcoin. That's the thing about this stuff is people are going to fucking say, oh, how come you guys didn't talk about this? How come you guys didn't talk about this? We're not a fucking Bitcoin podcast. Like, I, again, I don't ever want to think about this again. Ever, ever, ever. I know I'm going to have to, but I don't ever want to think about it again. I know that Brock Pierce is like a Bitcoin, Bitcoin god. I know that Jeffrey Epstein fucking had someone write an op-ed for the next web for him about Bitcoin, which they had to add a Wikipedia link to all of his sex crimes into later. Um, the thing is... Also probably had one of the biggest Bitcoin wallets in America. Well, that's the other thing. As we were talking to Enti, he was like, he thinks that a lot of Ghislaine's money yeah. is in Bitcoin, which I wouldn't be surprised about because, you know, it, it, they say it's that's untraceable. That's you pay criminals and they did criminal activity, so it would make sense. And also they were early investors. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like none of this stuff is truly anonymous. I want to be clear about that. Nothing you do on the internet, always assume that somebody can see it or will see it eventually. Well, that is one thing I don't understand. And I know that I'm sure this is going to like a million annoying men listening to this across the land Mm -hmm. are going to go, but I don't understand this is that how can it be anonymous if it's on the blockchain and that is a record? of every transaction yeah and especially well especially with the that know your customer kind of shit every yeah transaction. it's so it's, i i just don't understand any of that but um i will say one of my great the only hope i have for this kind of stuff which is very small is like i do think there is a kind of like accelerationist version where this stuff catches on so fast that they do have to find a like way that it won't damage the environment <laughs> yeah because we didn't explain this but and i don't fucking care enough to but proof of work is the thing that really like it's it's a way to make blockchains and this proof of state right, right, proof right, of right. work is the shit that's like really computationally heavy and power intensive and that's what ethereum and bitcoin are based off of yeah but i do think that there is a kind of like version of this where it's like maybe the crypto guys and the nuclear guys need to get together and they can come up with some you know, some little solutions here. Cause we can have a crypto world powered by nuclear. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, maybe yeah, this that's is, the only way we could do it. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe this is how we get Yang banged into the green dream. <laughs> Just by making us so much power intensive Bitcoin that we're literally forced to build nuclear reactors in order yes. to be able to buy products from China. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fantastic idea. Mayor Yang, I hope you're listening. Yeah, and also I hope you win. So at this point, if you are some kind of fucking Dexter four eyes fucking nerd and you're like, well, well but that's not how the blockchain works. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm going to come care. to your house. No, I shouldn't say more of that, but I'm going to harm you. Don't say that. That's not true. Okay. I'm not going to harm you. I'm not going to do anything, but I am going to ignore you. So don't say any of it because it won't matter because I won't hear it because I'm not listening. I will say I have spent so much time in the past week researching this kind of shit i have had essentially zero other things that i've done and it has made me i have also gone down into the bitcoin mine i live underground i'm with the goblins now i am their king and their god i've taken them away from the blockchain and i'm building my own chain it's chains i'm going to put around my wrist and i'm going to strangle the whole world with i i didn't mention this before but with the 51 percent attack with the proof-of-stake kind of blockchain things, that basically means if you have the most of that coin, if you have 51% of that coin, that means you get to control the blockchain. So I am announcing my campaign to become the richest man in the world. <laughs> right here today on this episode, I will say today starts – the road to Rogan, we're on it too, but there's another road that's also – that the road to Rogan is on, but like it's a narrower path on two that road. roads diverge. Exactly. I but need we're taking to become... both roads there because there's two of us. Mm -hmm. so and there is no roads. road less traveled because we're traveling them at the same time. Yeah, Me and Liz... we're libertarians. We we take care of our own roads. Mm -hmm. I am I'm dri driving a carriage upon which Young Chomsky and Liz sit on like a prince and princeling. Little do they know that I am actually the king of money. No, it's like. It's like a motorcycle, and I'm in the little sidecar. I'm in the caboose, yeah. or whatever it is. And I'm, I'm wearing a t-shirt that says, if you can read this, the bitch fell off. But thankfully, Young Chomsky is holding me tight in a bear hug, his breath into my ear, and he is feeling, he is feeling my leg, and he knows that it's jumping because I can smell money on the horizon. If I get the majority of, once Ethereum, if they say they're going to move over to proof of stake, if... If I get the majority of Ethereum coins, that means I can destroy Ethereum. The only way, and I'm sorry to say this, I'm sorry to say this, the only way for me, a non-coder, to cybernetically destroy any of these blockchains is I need to become the richest man on those blockchains. And so I'm announcing the campaign right now, I'm going to become the richest man in Ethereum in, in the world, and then I'm going to destroy it. Okay. So is that like a GoFundMe, or how does this work? I, I haven't figured that out. <laughs> Well, I guess the, I guess I gotta start selling Molly online. Don't do that. I, I wouldn't do that. I, I don't like Molly. I can't believe people buy drugs on the internet. That's so weird. It blows my mind when I met people who were like, what I buy heroin on the before. internet. Like, you buy heroin from a guy in a car. Like, what, you, you plan ahead with heroin? Are you out you of your guys, mind? You guys do too much stuff on the internet. Yeah. 
just literally just go buy it. I don't understand it. Well, but, don't do that. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Then again, I'm 43, so it's okay. Yeah. Hello, goodbye. My name is Liz. My name is Brace. We are joined, of course, by producer Hyung Chomsky, who is wait, no, hold on. He's digitizing out. He, he's getting trapped in the blockchain. Liz, get us out of here. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.